0: All right, I want to turn to Matthew chapter 26, where we're going to be this morning. Let's pray. Dearly, Father, we just want to thank you for who you are. Thank you so much that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we're we're on your side, but that don't mean a whole lot. But what's great is you're on our side. Father, you're fighting for us. Father, you did the work. Father, you deserve all the glory. Father, you know the condition of my voice this morning, but that don't really matter to me. I don't believe it really matters to you, because I really don't want them to hear my voice. But I don't want them to hear yours. Father, I believe your Holy Spirit's already moving. Father, we thank you so much for the, for, uh, the service. I appreciate that it's unmanufactured. We can't put it together any better than you do. And Father, we, we see the proof and the fruit in that, because we can feel you, your presence right now. Father, just help me for this little bit of time as I preach your word, what you put on my heart, that I may do it justice, that I may preach it with an unction from your Holy Spirit. And we may see someone saved here this morning. In your son's name we pray, and amen. Matthew chapter 26, I want to start at verse 47. This is at the betrayal and arrest of Jesus Christ. It says in verse 47, while he yet spake, lo, Judas... One of the twelve came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whosoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus, and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, Wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priests and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him. This is what I want to focus on, verse 52 and verse 53. Then said Jesus unto him. Put up again thy sword into this place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scripture be fulfilled, that thus it must be? I love that. I love that. In the midst of Jesus Christ being arrested, Peter thought he needed to defend Jesus. I love it. Jesus, of all the miracles. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus that had all power and all authority. And Peter said, Jesus, I got this. And he pulls out the sword and he cuts off that servant's ear. And Jesus says what? He says, put away your sword. Put away your sword. He said, do you not realize that I could have asked my father and he would have sent me 10,000 legions of angels? I want to say this this morning. Jesus Christ is, in not, is not in need of a defender. <laughs> He is not in need a defender, of a defender. I hate to break this to you. Jesus don't need our help. <laughs> he just needs us to get out of the way. So often we try, to, we try to be Jesus. He's got this thing just where he wants it. We're the problem. We need to get out of the way. He never called us to be a defender. Imagine if for a second we think of defender, the first thing I think of is a court, Right? I think of a defender trying to defend a client. In fact, when I think of it, I think of a public defender. You see them, I don't know if you watch any of the cop shows or the law shows. Most likely, if someone cannot afford an attorney, they'll say, we will appoint you one, a public defender. You know? And sadly, they usually illustrate them as these pro bono guys with the, you know, the goodwill suit on. And they come in and they got the paperwork and the first case they've ever taken or whatnot. That's what we are to Jesus. We're we're not, we're not equipped. He don't need a defender. He's the judge. He don't need a defender. He's the jury. He don't need the defender. He didn't do anything wrong. Look in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. I'll tell you what he wants us to be. Acts 1 and 8. "...but ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be what? Defenders? No! Witnesses! He says, you'll be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus Christ does not need you to defend him." He's got, he's fine. He's in control. What he needs now more than ever is a witness. He needs someone to stand there and say, I'm with him. I know him. I know what he's capable of doing. I know how good he is. He's looking for witnesses. And what I love about this account we read in Matthew 26, there's three things I want to speak on this morning Of what he wants us to be witnesses to. First turn to John chapter 18. Which is the same account. Of the same story. They come to arrest him again. Right? Same thing. This is the account in John. Look at verse 6. And as soon as they... Actually, let's go ahead and go to four. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and uh, said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. (coughs) And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he. They went backward and fell to the ground. You know what, number one, Jesus Christ wants us to be a witness to? The power in his name. The power in his name. In my time in ministry, I have not seen more power. I have not witnessed more power than when I bring up the name of Jesus Christ. That name is like no other name. Literally, the name of Jesus can break a fever. (laughs) Literally, the name of Jesus can sober a drunk man up. Literally, the name of Jesus can transform a life. The name of Jesus can take a sinner and make him a saint, can make you someone going to hell and make him go to heaven. There's power in the name of Jesus. He said, Who are you looking for? We're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He all he said was this I am he. <laughs> and they flew back. There's power in his name. And we need to know that. When we're witnesses for him, we need to let people know hey, let me tell you what he did in my life. Who? Buddha? No. Muhammad? No. This guy? That girl? That person, no, it was the name like no other name. (laughs) No name in heaven and on earth shall men be saved. The name of Jesus Christ. Number two, turn to Luke chapter 22. Same account. Same account. Look at verse 48. Luke twenty-two forty-eight. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far and look. And he touched his ear and healed him. Now, once again, everybody's around. We see in John 18 that they were around when he said, I am he, and they fell back. There were witnesses to that, the power in the name of Jesus. Peter cut off his ear, and yet Peter was a witness to the healing touch of the master's hand. We need to be a witness that, listen, this comforter that we have, the hand of Jesus literally can do what no one else can do. I mean, literally, I don't know how many. We see Peter. I like Peter in this situation because he looks a lot like Pastor Brad. Just made a mess of a situation. Trying to do the right thing and got himself in a, in a rut. Oh, I'll, I'll defend Jesus. No. And I don't know how many messes I've made in my life. Just stupid stuff. And Jesus comes in behind me. And only he can do what he does. He cut off his ear, and Jesus suffered not this far. And he says, and he touched his ear and he's healed. I believe we need to be witnesses to, and I think it's lost today. I believe today there's power in prayer. And somehow we've we've drifted so far. But the early church believed that we don't need a new definition of Christianity, folks. What we need is a new demonstration of Christianity. We need to get back to being witnesses that I believe Jesus can still heal. I'm not saying through me. I'm not saying through Pastor Delbert. I'm not even saying through. We uh, we anoint here. I love it because according to scripture, we're called to. But it's not because of us. It's because of Jesus Christ. He wants to. He desires to, every account in the Old Testament where it says that he will uh, forgive our sins, in the same verse it says, and heal, and heal, and heal all our sicknesses and diseases. I believe I serve a God that can still heal today. And I know what we think because we've all had people that we've prayed for healing and they never received it. But I will always, I will always lean on the side that Jesus Christ... Can heal and will heal. And we need to be witnesses to that. We don't need to defend them, but I believe Jesus Christ can heal. And last but not least, my favorite part Matthew chapter 26, where we started. Once again, folks, he does not need you to defend him, he's in control. (laughs) <laughs> what are you going to do that he can't do? Nothing. But there are a million things you cannot do that he can. And if, if we just step aside and be witnesses to what he can do, that's what we're called to be. That's what he's called to be. 10,000 legions he has at his disposal. 10,000 legions. And Brad's going to help? No. Step aside. Be a witness to him. A witness of what? A witness in the power of the name of Jesus. Number two, a witness to the healing touch of the master's hands. But my favorite, a witness to his amazing love. Once again, folks, this was not involuntary manslaughter. (laughs) This was not involuntary murder. This was predetermined before the foundations of the earth. I don't think we fully grasp that. He didn't just step into the earth and realize, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to die for these people. No, he stepped out of glory because he knew it was the only way for us to see salvation. It's for him to step out of glory onto this earth and to live a sinless life and to die a death he didn't deserve. And look, once again, we don't need to defend that. We don't need to thwart that. We just need to step aside and say, oh my gosh. He's really doing that. And sometimes, sometimes I get in places where he's just, you know, people are just taking jabs at my Jesus. Just taking jabs at my Jesus. And you know what? It ain't slowing him down one bit. We think, how dare! How, how dare how dare they do that? Jesus can't take that. No. He, his amazing love is unfailing. Unfailing. Look what it says in verse. 56. They arrested him. Peter said, I'm not going to let it happen. Pulls out the sword, cuts off the ear. Never. He said, no. It's got to be this way. It's got to be this way. But all this was done. All of it was done. Not out of force. Please. There wasn't enough weapons in that military, nor in the military we have today. That could have stopped Jesus at the snap of a finger. He could have said, let's start over. In the snap of a finger, those soldiers could have been in their undergarments. In the snap of a finger, he could have done anything he wanted. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might Be fulfilled. Why? Of his great love. We need if we're gonna be witnesses to anything, is to say, listen, folks, I'm just gonna step aside and I want you to see what's about to come. Because Peter, imagine if he would have stopped it. If he could have really stopped it and fought the guards off, cut the handcuffs off or rope or whatever it would at that time. Run, Jesus, run! What would he have prevented? I would be in hell today if we would have gotten the way like we wanted to. But let's step aside and him voluntarily step on the scene and say, this is how it has to be. It's written this way. It's all a part of God's amazing story for you and my life. If I say this, and I'm going to ask Marcy and Mike to come, listen, this is the most beautiful part of the gospel story and what I'm a witness to, not a defender of, he doesn't need me to defend him, but I'm a witness to that he literally, out of his great love, walked on that cross for me. They beat him, they scourged him, and I believe he was 100% man and 100% God. But you cannot tell me because it is not true that at any point he could have literally ripped, ripped, stepped down. But it was his love for you and his love for me that kept him up there. And that's what I'm a witness to today, that I didn't force him into it. He did it simply because he wanted to. What? Can't fathom that. He wanted to. Folks, listen. Jesus Christ does not need a defender. He needs a witness. We're called to be witnesses to him. Witnesses to what? Number one, witnesses to the power in the name of Jesus. If you're going to help anybody, folks, you better have something more than an opinion. You better have something more than a best-selling novel or book or a 12-week program I'm telling you, you're going to need a power that is supernatural, and that name is Jesus Christ. Number two, we need to be witnesses to a God that can still heal today. And let me say this as we get an invitation here in a minute. If you've been struggling with that, hey, I believe he can. I believe he wants you to be a witness just to step aside and say, watch what I can do. Maybe you're the one who's made the mess. And you're hoping, maybe, just he's got enough Band-Aids in the closet that he can put the ear, so to speak, back on your problem. He can, and he will today. But number three, we need to be a witness of his great love. Just Step aside and say, folks, listen, it's as simple as this. You didn't force nothing. Jesus loved you so much, like you said, Joe. <laughs> he came to where we were. He did it out of his sheer love, and to reject that is so sad. That's how much he loves you. So we're going to stand right now and give an invitation. I believe God's moving. I do. I believe God's moving. He wants you to be a witness to what he can do. And here's my favorite part. We can all be witnesses to all those things here this morning. If someone would just be obedient to what God would be calling them this morning. Maybe there's someone here this morning, I believe there is, that says, man, I really need to pray. We don't have to know what it's about. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. It's between you and God. But if you would be obedient and we would step out and if you would step out aside, and we'd step aside and let Jesus have right away, we could be witnesses to the name and the power of Jesus Christ. We can be witnesses this morning in the healing touch of the master's hands. And if I believe that someone's not saved this morning and needs to make right, then we can be witnesses to his great love. How about you this morning? All right, let us stand. Listen, no better place. No better place than right now. No better place than right now. And I will tell you this without a doubt. You will not be praying alone. I know you're probably thinking if someone could just go with me. Someone just go with me. I'm just scared. A lot of people I don't know. But hey, if we just get out of the way and just do what the Lord wants, man, I'll tell you what. He could do a great work this morning.